0: Bidzi Small Business Society number 125. You're listening to Bidzi Small Business Society. I'm Rob Barisoff. We talk to small business owners about what makes their small business successful. Connect with Bidzi Small Business Society at bidzi.com and grow your business. Monthly subscriptions start at $14.99, that's $14.99 per month for unlimited access to new customers and unlimited bidding at bidsy.com. Email rob at bidsy.com for more details or start your 30-day free trial now at bidsy.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bidsy Small Business Society. Today, I am talking to Stephen Christopher. Stephen is the founder and CEO of Sequus Marketing Technologies, which is a web marketing firm designed to help business owners achieve results they never thought possible. He is a serial entrepreneur that has learned about what it takes to rebound after failing. Throughout his journey, Stephen has gained wisdom and expertise that has created success in both his business and his life. And you can learn more on his popular business podcast called Business Revolution. Welcome, Stephen. Glad you took the time today. Can you first tell us more about yourself then about what projects you're working on today?
1: Yeah. Hey, Rob. Thanks so much for, for taking the time to have me on the show today. I really appreciate it. A little bit more about myself. I, uh, I've I've kind of always wanted to be a, an entrepreneur and, and own a business. I mean, I started my first quote-unquote business when I was about 14. I started a mobile detailing business uh, for basically car washing and waxing and stuff and uh, realized that I didn't have a driver's license, so I really couldn't be mobile. So I started to <laughs> learn that I was a pretty good salesperson and I convinced people to drive to my house for my mobile detailing business. Um, (laughs) so yeah. And, uh, so, you know, so that was fun. That was kind of how I got started. And, um, you know, my parents, uh, they did not come from an entrepreneurial background, you know, to get a job, work for 30 years and, and that's it. So they were kind of like, okay, cool. You know, you can have your fun doing this. And then, um, make some money to buy a car and then go to college and then you get your job and then you enter the workforce kind of thing. Um, and you know they're they're doing the best that they could and giving me the best advice that they knew of. And after college I I graduated and, and got a job as a basically as a stockbroker and just hated it. I mean I had a headache every day when I went to work. I didn't like working for other people. I, I had lots of ideas that you couldn't get implemented because of red tape and all this stuff. And kind of just uh, realized at that point that I didn't think working for somebody else like that was for me, it just didn't feel right. It was out of alignment. And so um, over the course of, I don't know, 15 plus years now. I've started a couple different businesses and uh, I owned a mortgage company until 2008. I knew what it was, I, I know what it was like to fail miserably and go from having a, a business and an income to uh, being over $100,000 in debt like overnight. And, and then coming back out of that and starting, uh, you know, two other businesses since then that have both been, uh, you know, that have both been successful and, and just consistently growing.
0: Good stuff. Yeah. I just want to, you know, go back to the influence of our parents. I recently had a conversation with my mom. I'm getting into my late 30s here. And uh, what she told me is that I need to go back to school. I was like, Mom, you're crazy. And I'm leaving out the expletives here. So uh, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) absolutely not. So uh, yeah, obviously, there's that push from, you know, our family, our friends, uh, you know, who might not come from that entrepreneurial background, who just don't quite get it. But uh, you got to love them, right? (laughs)
1: Yeah, exactly. It's just, you know, like I said, they're doing the best they can with the knowledge that they have and they're trying to help us as best they can.
0: That's right. Now, maybe it was a self-serving need, but Stephen, what were the circumstances around launching a business that helps other businesses get results through marketing?
1: So, um, you you know, it's kind of twofold. One, I just knew that I wanted to run a business and I I love dealing with people. And then secondly, I just, I love marketing. Um, It's really cool. I mean, the whole psychology of marketing of, you know, how do we get somebody's attention and then what do we do with their attention once we have it? And uh, I think that it's just such a cool, I mean, it's really, it's, it's a science and I was just kind of drawn to that. And, through, and then through my journey of personal development, I'm a huge believer in that, you know, if we can help enough people get what they want, we can have everything that we want. So I kind of just smushed all of that together. And that's how I came up with a digital marketing company and one that, you know, our primary focus and goal is to help them get results that they never thought possible. And by doing that, you know, me and my team, We'll be able to become successful ourselves individually.
0: Absolutely, I love that you say that you're creating that value for your clients, and a necessary byproduct of that is going to be money in your wallet, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it's just way more fun too. I mean, you, we're getting revenue and money, and we're achieving the things that we want by helping other people. So that that in itself is rewarding.
0: All right, Stephen, I want to talk about some of your challenges tell us, what was the biggest challenge that you faced in business or otherwise? But what sticks out in your mind as your biggest challenge? And our listeners here are typically looking for the actionable steps that you may have took to really embrace and overcome that challenge.
1: Yeah, I mean, looking back over the course of the last three businesses that I started, uh, the biggest challenge for me was that startup phase. You know, you're really excited, you have an idea, you have the belief and the faith that you know it's that you're going to take it somewhere and you're going to be, let's just say profitable and successful at some point in time. So in the beginning, you're really excited and you're, you know, you wake up early, you stay up late, um, you're working away. And then what happened to me is each time it would start to get a little frustrating because it's like just waiting for something to happen. Yeah, just and refresh, every day
0: refresh, refresh right?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, you know that was one of the most challenging pieces for me, and then you start to get like at least me, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs, you tend to get a little bit bored, and so it's pushing through that that boredom phase and not really seeing the payoff yet. Um, that that was one of the most challenging, and then on the on the other side of that. Is one of the most rewarding. And so, you know, actionable items for that, I would say, is um, creating processes and systems early on and then following them until you absolutely know without a doubt that you should make a change to it. Because a lot of us will, we're like, ah, you know what, I don't really want to do that today. And I own the company, I don't have to. Well, it's the the successful entrepreneurs are the ones that follow those processes no matter what you know. Don't let boredom get in your way. Don't let um, you know that little voice inside your head that's like ah you know what's one day. Um, create those processes and follow them until you you reach those goals or until you find something else that you know is absolutely a better way to do it.
0: Definitely a slippery slope down the hill to failure, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know so once you make it past that first stage then what happens and this has another been another challenge for me is um, then what happens is complacency and you almost don't even recognize that it's happening. You know you start to get a little bit of money you don't have to worry about you know paying your bills they're kind of paid on auto pay and then you're like ah oh, like I'm kind of good and it's that same thing that happens where you just stop doing those consistent things. And so again, it goes back to that, um, you know, the systems, creating systems, following them. Uh, that's what those really successful entrepreneurs do.
0: Now, Stephen, in your opinion, is there a blueprint for that startup phase? Like how long should that take before you decide that, uh, you know, you, you're, you've passed that startup phase?
1: You know, mine has changed every time based on my knowledge from the previous business. So uh, I don't know if there's a time. I think it's more of an experience based on experience. So my first business took like a a couple of years and then the second business took like maybe a little bit less. And then um, my current company, I did uh, like in my first full year in business, I beat my last company's revenue. I beat their best year um, after five years in the first full year. So I think it's more of an experience thing, um, and and just knowing what it is that you should be focusing on, and and getting rid of all the other crap. You know, uh, starting a business is exciting. You get to buy desks and computers, and you get to have a website <laughs> and all this stuff, and it, it's just learning. Like, okay, cool. Like half of that stuff doesn't matter at all. It it doesn't matter what the outside world perceives of me starting a business. It's like, look, what am I really doing this for? And then just focusing on that every single day. So uh, I think it continues to get shorter and shorter with your experience. So I really just try to learn from as many other successful entrepreneurs as you can to cut that learning curve.
0: Man, love that so much. Now, you've enjoyed some success in your business what are the rewards of being an entrepreneur? Why is it so great to be Steven Christopher?
1: The rewards, it's kind of funny. Um, so, I mean, the rewards when I started was time freedom and financial freedom, which I think is pretty consistent with most entrepreneurs for why we start businesses. The funny part is, is you learn very quickly that it's actually the opposite. You actually, for the most part, you end up having less money and <laughs> less time yep, agreed. As, an, as an entrepreneur. Um yeah, and it, it, it takes time to figure that part out, too. So finally, after a couple businesses, I've started to realize that um, it's it's not about me. It's not my company. It's it's our company. It's my employee's company. It's my client's company. And I, I've learned to sit back and empower people to go through their own little learning curves and make their own little mistakes within a company. And so what that has done for me is... It allows me to now I have trust um, with my team, and I know that they're going to take care of things, even if they flounder a little bit. They're you know going to do it within our company values and goals. And so what that has brought is now I really do have freedom. Um, I, I left for uh, I don't know a couple weeks ago. I went on a sailing trip, and I turned my phone off for nine of the ten days, completely off. No cell phone, no text, no you know, no nothing. And I just knew I was like. Yeah, they like everything's cool. They got it.
0: Any specific strategies in assembling that reliable team around you, Stephen?
1: It's you know you want to find people that are willing to learn, kind of have that hunger for being better, and then teach them the specific skills that they need. Um, I I don't, I I don't ever hire for a skill set. I hire for the person or the personality. You know, I want somebody that's motivated to learn and kind of um, won't let people down. You know, a lot of times we can find somebody that's really skilled, but they don't really care if they let somebody down or they don't really care. You can sort client. of
0: train in the skill, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, so that's, that's what I hire for um, and then constantly encourage them, uh, give them opportunities and then step back and actually let them do it. Uh, I, I used to get too involved, just trying to help. I was coming from a place of wanting to help, but with through a lot of really deep conversations with some of my team, I realized that that actually was being perceived as, okay, you don't have the faith that I can do it, so you're always around here to, to offer help. Um, so I guess I'm just not good enough, or I guess my work's not good enough for you. So really, truly empowering them and then letting them Uh, letting them lead their own little, you know, whatever project department uh, and run with it and then come to you for advice when they need it.
0: Great info there for employers uh, looking for reliable employees. Love that, Stephen. Great stuff. Now, I'm going to shift here a little bit. What's been most effective in engaging with and growing your audience? And here I want you to help the aspiring entrepreneur understand what it takes to really gain some traction out there.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, probably one of the most effective things – well, I guess this is a couple different effective things all wrapped into one, but it's just being active out in the marketplace. And, um, so some of the things that I've specifically done is I do Facebook live videos pretty consistently. Uh, normally I do, uh, one a day during the weekdays. And then I do those either on my personal page, on a business page, within a, uh, within a business group. Um, and so, what that all ties back to is is content creation. You know what is what's keeping your client or your potential client up at night. What's the big questions that they have? You know how can you use your skills to add value to them and answer their questions, answer their concerns, um, and just put out as much of that content as you as you can and. Now they'll start to get to know you. And then eventually when they actually need the service or when they're ready to pay for it, instead of trying to do it on their own, they'll come to you. So pretty much become a leader, become an influencer in the market. And a a lot of entrepreneurs might be saying, and this is only based on my experience, uh, might be saying like, okay, cool. Well, like I don't like to do video or I don't want to do podcast or I don't want to public speak, um, or they say that they'll do it, but really it's, it's scary stuff um when you really think about why you're running a business like get really deep in it like hey i'm doing this to support my family so that we can have a, all have a better life together then something like that will help you get over that fear of you know turning on a, a selfie video camera <laughs> you're like <laughs> and oh, there's man, that i that much got at it. stake right yeah exactly and um And I really fully believe in that content creation. A couple of years ago, I didn't believe in it that much. And then I started doing it. I started doing it because it scared me. And so I thought, okay, well, it's scary. So I should probably do it. And the benefit from it has been way bigger than I thought. And it's fun. You're getting to, you know, you're sharing your knowledge and you're helping people in the process.
0: Absolutely. And I can say from my own experience here, you know, if I look back a few months on the podcast here and having those, uh, you know, speaking to some heavy hitting influencers in the social media space, uh, authors, award winning artists and these extremely successful entrepreneurs like yourself, Stephen, you know, this was an intimidating uh, prospect for me. But, you know, I'm past 100 episodes here and I'm more comfortable than ever behind the mic. This is great. And I'm so glad, again, that uh, I get to have these conversations with guys like you and bring this value to our listeners, to the Small Business Society. Now, you mentioned that you're doing Facebook Live once a day. You're creating that content. You are becoming that influencer to your audience. Are there any specific influencers that you follow, though, online or otherwise, for your own motivation or inspiration?
1: Yeah, I, I, depending on what I'm looking for. So, like, you know, I'm in the digital marketing space. So I follow uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. You know, I, I love the stuff that he puts out. Um, I I love his attitude about why he does it. I, you know, he's always talks about delivering value first, and kind of the rest will come. So I follow him when it comes to that type of thing. Um, from a personal development standpoint, which I believe is extremely important, um, I follow a, a couple people. I mean, you know, you know Tony Robbins. Um, I follow Hal Elrod, who wrote the The Miracle Morning um Ar- Arman Sadeghi who is a neuroscientist and has a you know a doctorate from Harvard and Berkeley um trying to think who else do I kind of follow um actually recently started following uh Cameron Harold a lot more who is the author of double double who grew one 800 got junk and um Dan Martel is a really cool guy he's grown a, l- a couple technology companies and it's just like this he's just gets after it man i mean it, you know, if you've never heard of any of these people, they would be great guests on the show, uh, but also just great people to follow.
0: I've uh, sent a few emails to a few of those people. Yet to hear back from a couple, so uh, we'll uh, we'll wait. We'll bide our time here. Forgive me for jumping around here a little bit towards the end, Stephen. But do you love to win or hate to lose, and why?
1: <sighs> wow, that's a really good question. Uh, <laughs> that I don't think I've ever been asked that question before. Let's see. So, do I love to win or hate to lose? Um, I hate to lose. Uh, that's by far my my bigger driver of the two is is hating to lose. Um, I, I don't necessarily know why that is, but when I if I'm trying to get myself to do something. Uh, I think you know some people can look down the path and say, "Okay, if I do this, I'm going to win," and that's what drives me. And then uh, other people look down the path and say, "Okay, if I don't do this, I'm going to lose," and that's way more painful. And so the the fear of losing or the, the the hatred towards losing is definitely what drives me. And I think it probably goes back to some of our you know primary or uh, primal you know human needs. We'll do way more to avoid pain than we will to get pleasure. So. If I had to guess, I would say that's probably why.
0: Love it. The, the weight of that loss is much heavier, is what you're saying, right?
1: Yeah. And I've experienced it. You know, with my mortgage company, when that failed and I was $100,000 in debt, couldn't pay rent, couldn't put gas in my car, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, you know, I've been there. I know what it's like. I don't really prefer to go back to that. So the pain of, of experiencing that once is great enough to get me to do the things that I, I need to do.
0: Now, give our listeners something actionable again. What are you doing to wind down after a long or stressful day?
1: Yeah, so um, a couple things. It, it, this kind of goes into like the end of your workday, and uh, one of the things that I found is that you know we're never going to get our our to do list done. We're never going to do it all. There's always stuff that's left over. You know, at the end of the day, the end of the week, whatever that is, on our to do list. And so, at the end of the day, I review the things that I did for that day, give myself credit for it, kind of celebrate all the little wins that I had. Then I take everything that was on my to-do list that's still on there if I didn't get something done and I move it to the future. And then I plan my day for tomorrow. So I set up my whole to-do list at the end of the day. And what that does is now when I leave the office or when I kind of say, okay, I'm done working for today, I don't have anything left on my to-do list. My to-do list is done. I've reviewed the things that I did and now my i don't have anything to worry about in my brain you know i don't have that lingering feeling of like oh man like i, I, I didn't do this or i didn't do that or i need to do this and i th- it, what happened is i used to always be in like work mode you know and it was kind of a badge of honor nowadays in our society like oh yeah i worked until 10 last night well uh, that's not really helping anybody so at the end of the day by getting rid of all that stuff and celebrating my wins now I can go home relaxed. I'm like, cool. I did everything that I needed to do today. I got nothing else that I that I need to do, and um, take a couple deep breaths, head out, and and
0: I'm done. It's all those little things that's going to keep entrepreneurs up at night for sure. Now, Stephen, let's boil this thing down for our listeners. What is the one thing you want to share about creating an effective online marketing strategy?
1: Um, You know, it probably it goes back to the content thing Um, when you when you're trying to look at like a big picture of online marketing when you think about Google right Google's only job is to return the most relevant result for its client which is the the searcher whoever's typing something into Google so all we have to do is we have to become the most relevant for our topic and that's done through really through common sense. Like, you know, whoever has the most relevant content on a topic that's visited the most and consumed the most is the most relevant. So they're going to in turn start to rank higher. So look at all of your competition on the first page of Google, see what they're doing. You know, how many times are they posting a blog post? How many podcast interviews are they doing? How do you know, how are they getting links back to their website from things like podcast interviews? And, just do those things spend the time creating the content and answering the questions that your clients and your potential clients have and put that content out there through i mean whatever means that you can it there's no there's no one perfect way but just create content answer questions and help add value to your clients and the rest of it for the most part will start to fall in place if you're in a really competitive business or marketplace you might have to get a little bit of technical you know seo type stuff going on but for the most part answer the questions that people are asking and put as much of that content out there as you can that's going to add value
0: like you said there are ways to become the most relevant on your topic absolutely now steven if people want to learn more about you and your business and how you can help them with their businesses how can they find you
1: yeah. So you can uh, check out our website, sequus.com, S-E-E-Q-U-S.com. And actually on the homepage of our website, there is a instant website evaluator. You just throw in your domain name, a couple keywords that you, that you want to rank for, you think people are typing in, and it'll give you a, a pretty cool analysis of your site. You know, how, how fast does it load? Um, do you have any errors? Do you have any bad links pointing back at your site? Is it mobile-friendly? It'll tell you where your top two keywords rank in search. Um, so anyway, that's a pretty cool tool that people can use. And then if you, uh, if you want to contact me, probably the best way is through um, the, either the contact form on Sequest or through my podcast page. Uh, for Business Revolution, it's just bizrevolution.com B-I-Z, Um, you can contact me through there and I'm happy to answer any other questions that people have.
0: Steven, this has been great. You've given us some actionable content that we can put into play today in our businesses and in our lives. So thanks for that. And thank you for joining us on Bidzy Small Business Society. You take care. Thanks, Rob. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, if you're looking for a service provider or a local professional, go to bizzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, if you're looking for new customers or a way to expand your customer base, sign up for your 30-day free trial today at bizzy.com.